0: Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of The Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen.
1: Over the last few weeks, a lot of what Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's unemployment insurance office and I do, has remained the same, helping people who are having a hard time getting through on the computers and the phones, things like that. In addition, our conversations are, are taking a, a bit of a different turn as well because we're looking at the end, the end of sometime of uh, the federal government's supplement. Plus, we're also seeing uh, the government encouraging people, uh, in some ways, it might be a bit painful to get back to work and, and get a job. So, this is really coming to a, uh, a, a different kind of conversation, which I guess Daryl is going to wrap up. August 29, is that the date when the federal uh, subsidy for unemployment is supposed to end? Is, is it August 29?
0: So that's the date of the week. That, that's the first date of the week. So it's August 29 through September 4, and we will make the last payments with those supplemental benefits for that uh, the week beginning the 5th. And actually, I think that's Labor Day, so it'll probably be the sixth.
1: Okay, so that's the beginning. Thank you very much. So it'll probably be the sixth of yep. September, and uh, and likely there's not going to be any more of this uh, so-called stimulus, is there?
0: Well, I, I, I if I were a betting man, I would say no. Um, you have a number of states who've elected to discontinue the programs early, and. Uh, with the um, sort of the employers, you know, wanting help getting people back to work or encouraging people to return to work. I I, I don't anticipate those benefits being extended.
1: No, I know. And I'm not going to drag you in the political conversation. <laughs> you know, the stuff that I engage in all the time, uh, right. you know, I, I like to know what they know at the Department of Labor and that you can share with us about this kind of stuff. I think that's helpful too. But, uh, no, when I, when I have people on like yourself who are – just trying to help people through the agencies and the bureaucracies where they work. Uh, We're not going to get into yelling and screaming or whatever. But I don't mind making you uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and as I'll tell you, I I can opine based on my opinion, but, uh, you know, I don't have anything to do with what Congress does. So uh, they'll make a determination whether to extend or not. And as we've done we try to implement the programs as quickly as, as possible. In this case, I think we will be again, I, I happen to believe that we'll we'll we're planning for things to begin to return to normal.
1: Is there is right. there any indication that the state of Delaware is considering ending the program early?
0: No, there there's not. Um I mean there's been I haven't been part of any conversations um along those lines. So, the one thing that we have been discussing is the resumption of the requirement to register uh, at, at joblink.delaware.gov and to resume your weekly uh, work search requirement. What do you mean? So, So, as part of prior to the pandemic, when you filed a claim, mm-hmm. You had to register at joblink.delaware.com. You had to create a resume and upload resumes, and it gave you an opportunity to look at jobs uh, jobs that may be available and access other work search-related information. The other requirement that we had at the beginning of the pandemic is you were required on a weekly basis to conduct at least one unique work search each week. And when the pandemic hit and the state of emergency was called in mid-March, we suspended both those requirements. So you, go, so you have to go. You
1: have to go back, uh, showing that you have a resume and that you're looking for work.
0: Well, to, actually, a little more specific than just showing a resume. You have to register at JobLink.delaware.gov, and the deadline for people who are filing, you know, today and are currently collecting is by June 12th they have to be registered at joblink.delaware.gov or joblink.delaware.gov.
1: Oh, yeah, well, now, now wait a second i mean i think we should emphasize this a bit too because Correct. normally you go to unemployment and you do the, the pua the puac uh the ui whatever it is but now you're saying that uh, is is it everybody uh who's been no matter what kind of unemployment you've been getting you now have to go and register at joblink.delaware.gov
0: so the guidance we're providing today is that the the requirement to register is for all workers. Now, you, you mentioned PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. There are self-employed and gig economy workers and non-traditional you know workers that are in that program. We're we're expecting some additional guidance from USDL regarding those individuals, but if you know if you're unemployed we encourage if you're looking for work we encourage everybody to register at joblink.delaware.gov. the deadline that we're imposing is June 12 and starting the 13th if you're not registered at joblink you put your benefits at risk right so and, and prior to the pandemic if you weren't registered within the time frame allowed your benefits got held and the same thing with the work search so the week of June 6 through 12 um, you have to com- you have to complete a work search, mm-hmm. and on the thirteenth, if you certify or and, and ongoing, if you certify that you completed your work search, you're fine. If you don't certify that you completed a work search, then your claim will be held. And people need to know. I mean, they they put information in, but we audit those. We randomly audit some, and we have a quality group that looks at that that information as well. So they they need to in earnest begin looking for you know, for work and beginning their work search requirement.
1: You know, because we have talked about this and, and the number of different reasons uh, that, that people are to talk about why folks aren't, uh, you know, going back to work and looking for jobs. And, you know, sometimes it, uh, you'll you'll see a report, and, oh, it's because they're lifting the mask mandate or because uh, Easter was in March, but actually it was in April. And always, <laughs> but, but, I heard that. Yeah, I know. and And I... <sighs> You take a look at what's happening, wherein you do have uh, fast food restaurants offering more money, like an extra dollar an hour than they were paying before, and advertising how much they're paying. You have $300 bonuses at McDonald's. You've got Walmart with a big billboard on 95 North near Frawley Stadium saying, truck drivers, $8,000 bonus. They're trying to get people in, and when I see signs like that, you you may know more about this than I do, so I want to get your reaction or your opinion, really, more than anything else. Uh, when I see that, it's it says to me, oh, uh, we've got forty percent, reportedly, of uh, Americans making more money on this seven hundred dollars a week unemployment than they were working making before, and and that's holding them back from going out and, and finding a job. Uh, what do you have any? department of labor stats anything that's uh, either data points or anecdotal about what's going on
0: no but i will i will tell you that the minimum weekly benefit we provide is $20 right which equates to about $960 on a quarterly basis in wages so again you've got you have a number of people who are and the forty percent number and and Rick, I'm trying to remember the the numbers that my team shared with me months ago, but but roughly thirty to forty percent of our um, you know individuals collecting benefits are earning less than hundred dollars a week in UI you know state UI benefits, and so um, again you've got those that are potentially on the lower end of the wage scale that are um, that have been impacted by this. You know, pandemic, and are earning the least, right? So even with the twenty dollars and the three hundred dollar, you know, uh, federal uh, stim or not stimulus, but the the federal benefit, mm-hmm. you know, they're making three hundred twenty to three hundred. You know, again, for those individuals that are making less than hundred bucks, you're talking about you know uh, three hundred twenty to you know four hundred dollars.
1: Right, and that's so, that's that's very small. So you say, thirty-five percent are making a hundred dollars a week or less on Delaware yeah, unemployment. I, I seem to
0: recall yeah. that my when I looked at the numbers, it was somewhere in that ballpark. Is thirty to forty percent were less than a hundred dollars in weekly benefit amounts. Yeah. So, you think they'd be out there looking for a job? Well, I think that one is again. There's obviously this transition as the mass mandates being, you know, removed and vaccinations. I think we're, you know, more than 50 percent. Nearly, I don't know if we're near 60 percent, but more than 50 percent of adults, greater, you know, older than 16, have been vaccinated at least yeah. with a single dose. So again, all the numbers are trending in the right direction, and the economy is reopening, right? And and individuals who are collecting unemployment need to begin to resume to rejoin the you know the labor market the the one thing as you and I've talked about as well is employers who you know laid individuals off and as they're calling you know people back to work if they're calling back at the same wages and same working conditions and same hours they have an ability to report individuals who refuse to return to work so it, so I share that because employees need to understand that they can't just make a choice to stay at home and collect U.I. benefits when they've been offered their job to return to work. Daryl Scott is
1: director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office on the Jensen Show. I have a qu- another question about that specifically. For example, um, got an email from a listener who said you gotta understand something. Um, he said, you know, I'm a single dad, two kids, my uh, monthly expenses are about uh, 2800 bucks. is basic monthly expenses, like 2800 bucks a month as I recall. And if he's offered a job that pays, you know, twenty five, that's that's just not going to cut it. And so he has to find something that's going to, you know, pay him more. And he also mentioned that he has a a particular skill set as well. So, how does your office, the unemployment office, look at a situation like that? He goes off for an interview comes back, he's made the job offer. He says, no, I need twenty-eight minimum. I'm looking for thirty-two. They say we can only give you twenty-five a month. He says, uh, can't do that. Comes back and says, I can't take the job. How does your office look at that?
0: It's a tough one because what we what we try and tell people is they need to you know they need to pursue employment for jobs that they're willing to take because if they are offered a job and they refuse, that's one of the questions on the weekly certification. Rick. And so if they say that they've refused work, you know, then their claim will be put on hold, and and it'll be investigated to understand the circumstances around that. And and I'm being somewhat vague in my answer because each of those circumstances can be quite different. Right? I mean,
1: is that is that a reasonable expectation though that uh, they should be able to make enough money to pay their bills and such, or or no?
0: Well, I. I in daryl's opinion there is a consideration for that again, if somebody's making as you said, if they've got a you know their monthly expenses are three thousand they've been making five thousand, so they've been netting enough to you know pay the bills and pay the mortgage and the car and and live um as I shared on last week's call, I wouldn't expect them to take a a, a job making twenty thousand dollars a year and yeah. and um and and then what do they do I mean the other consideration for a dad with two kids is many of the the, you know, school's about to end, which will be a consideration for people collecting benefits as well. But that's something that, you know, single parents have had to deal with this pandemic as well, is they've been limited in their ability to work and care for, you know, uh, for the kids who've been at home uh, trying to do school.
1: What happens to the folks right now who are still having a hard time getting their unemployment benefits uh, from before? For example, right now you have a backlog that goes to win.
0: So we're assigning work. So we have some. We have a small number from 2020, but we're we're in earnest into into 2021. We're assigning work uh, or claims. Sorry, we're assigning claims dated February 22 or after. So we're um, right at about 11 or 12 weeks in in backlog, and so um, that's you know that that's currently where the backlog is today.
1: Okay. Uh, if anybody listening, you're having a problem getting your benefits. Give us a call, 302-529-1017. Only on for a few more minutes. Let's get to Al. Al, say hi to Daryl Scott.
2: Oh, Daryl and Rick. Yeah. Um, I gotta, you know, like my you know, my issue is this that um I haven't heard back from you know the um, the employer that um that I was with, you know, when I you know first are receiving unemployment benefits so I don't know the situation with them as far as when are we going to get back to work and things like that and so what does this say to me as far as um, uh, getting you know, you know getting you know, further benefits down the road or you know I've been I've been doing some searching and I do have a couple prospects and things like that. As far as employment opportunities, what does that say to me? As far as you know, do I do I hold off and say I may get called back?
1: Oh, you know, I see. I so not you're not get- sure. Yeah, you're not sure if you're going to get called back or or not, uh, Daryl. What do you suggest? Uh,
0: well. Uh- with the uncertainty of whether you're going to be called back one you, you need to you need to reach out to your employer and see what they're doing and what their intent is we We know we're hearing from employers that are trying to call workers back and not getting responses but but you need to reach out to them and see what they're doing but if there's still uncertainty with your previous employer, I applaud you Al for you know, taking the initiative and, and looking for, you know, looking for work.
1: Yeah, I think right? that's the key right there. You know, look for a job because the employer's not being committed to you. They're non-committal. so you might as well look for something else, I guess, right? Absolutely. Uh, all right, I'll appreciate the call. 302-529-1017, 529-1017. And you still continue to expand the office, don't you?
0: We are. We, um we, (laughs) we've waited several weeks for computers to come in, but we're trying to get uh, those 30 people I've been talking about hired. Uh, We've got some additional construction occurring that's going to give us room for another nine people. And we were just before the call trying to figure out where I'm going to get computers. And, uh, and then also um, who we're going to move, you know, we're going to move some people around in the office to try and uh, keep, you know, sort of teams uh, together as we, as we do it. So yeah, we're, we're, Try to figure that out, and Rick, the other challenge we're facing as we look to reopen our business to the public i've got you know I've got people working in the public spaces today, so we're that, that's something that we're going to be dealing with is trying to find uh, a place for people we've got. You know, in those public spaces. So yeah, that, mask uh,
1: off on Friday, masks off. And uh, absolutely. Is, is that game on for your office too then? No, or
0: it's, it's not yet. I mean, we, one is because we've had people working in some of the public spaces and we reuse computers from those areas. We've got to get computers back and configured and installed. So the building's not going to be, we're, we haven't announced or we're not ready to announce a reopening for the building, but but the team is currently planning for that. So uh, as soon as I have more information on that, we'll be glad to share that with you.
1: Let's get to Jackie. Jackie, say hi to Daryl Scott. Good
2: afternoon, Daryl. How are you today?
0: Doing well, Jackie. How are you? Fine, thank
2: you. I have a question. I have several people that know that I listen to the show, and their question is, when they ask for unemployment, they ask for direct deposit, but they received a card. Will will their checks ever go to direct deposit, or will they have to keep using this card? Because some people, when they go to the bank, some banks do not charge a fee. I know one person has to go to one store before they go to their bank to deposit the money. So they're wondering, will they ever get a check, or will they have to keep using this card?
0: So one, you have an ability, and um, and Jackie, have them if they if they specifically want to make that request, we need to have somebody reach out to them. But have them email Rick, R I C K at wdl dot com, and we will have somebody reach out to them. But the short answer is yes. We still are paying people via direct deposit. In some cases, what's happening is people are putting bank information in, and when we go to validate the bank account, it won't—it—it—it's it, not valid, right? There's an error keying it, or some some okay. issue that's preventing us from doing it, and then we default to the debit card. Okay. So if they'll email Rick, and then uh, we'll get somebody to look at that and help them in making the change to their uh, payment method. Okay, sir. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jackie. And and by the way,
1: Jackie, hang on for a second. I don't know what Jackie's skill set is, but gosh, Daryl, if you need someone to professionally answer the phones there, I'm thinking here's your number one candidate. (laughs) You know? there you go. <laughs> you know? Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm very professional. How might I help you today? It's, it's you're awesome. The best ever. Thank you for calling. Please enjoy your day and have a beautiful day. That's the way I answer
2: the phone. That's nice. There you there go. go. Very right. well.
1: Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Right, Jackie. T- take care. Bye. All right. So the bottom line here is uh, June the 12th you, is a deadline. And if you're on any unemployment, if you're trying to get any unemployment, you got to go to joblink.delaware.gov. And they are returning to all the original work search requirements they had back in 2019, correct? Correct. All right. And further guidance come. As Jackie might say, further guidance coming regarding gig workers and self-employed. Absolutely. She has a much nicer voice than I do. All right. Mm -hmm. How how soon are we going to get this guidance, you think?
0: Well, one, we're working on updates for our website, and I, I know my team was on a call with USDL last week, and again, there's discussion about it. So, USDL knows that this is an issue because the PUA program has like 16 reasons why somebody can be unemployed related to COVID. And some of those are traditional workers that are over in that program because they didn't qualify for UI, and some are self-employed, Gotcha. and others. So it's just it's that PUA program is a little more complex.
1: So uh, let us know it doesn't have to be Tuesdays at one o'clock. Uh, which uh, by the way, we do replay this on Wednesdays afternoons at ten thirty. Daryl Scott, director of your Delaware unemployment insurance office. Thank you so much for your time and your work and the team too. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks, Rick. This has been a special presentation of Reopening Delaware. Stay here for continuing coverage on the Rick. Jensen Show on 1150 AM and 1017 FM WDEL.